in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Adam Plant is leaving UNLV to go to the NFL draft. Adam Plant transferred in from TCU. He had 15 sacks in three seasons at UNLV. Um, Walter Football projects Adam Plant. First off, he's the 23rd best outside linebacker for a 3-4 scheme. (laughs) That's uh, pretty specific. Very specific. But Walter Football projects him as a round four through seven pick. All right. So third day potential. For Adam Plant, reminder, UNLV has the longest drought of any FBS school in the NFL draft. They have not had a player drafted in, I believe we are going on 11 years uh, since UNLV has had somebody drafted. Adam Plant could be the one to break that streak. Man, 11 years, that's a long time. Not to have, I don't know, a lineman here or like Plant, a linebacker there, someone. Well... Well, Jacoby would have got himself in some trouble at Michigan State. He might not get drafted. Now, <laughs> he might yeah. not get drafted. All. He, I think at one point he was a top 10 pick. <laughs> so Adam Plant uh, is a UNLV name to watch. And I will say this, for Marcus Arroyo's credit, he would be the one to break the streak as far as head coaches go. If Adam Plant does get drafted, he brought Adam Plant here as a transfer and had him play all three years under Arroyo here. So potential for UNLV to snap that streak and get a player drafted in Adam Plant. Great question. Thank you. The Las Vegas Aces will open the 2023 season on the road. They have a two-game road trip to start in Seattle, and then they go to L.A. Why are the WNBA champions not opening the season at home? Why did I not go as crazy as people on Twitter yesterday about did this? Did people go crazy? They were not. Ha- well, Asia Wilson had a few tweets about it. Oh, <laughs> um, I missed those. I follow her. Too. Yeah. No, there were some, there were some people going, you know, ripping it um i don't know why i didn't i don't these things like don't bother me as ah, look at is, you is mandalay are, is it sort of scheduled for so, something else i don't you know you know what my first thought was do you remember if the wnba finals had gone to a fifth game the aces were not going to play at mandalay no, they weren't going to play in their home they're going to play at mgm grand garden right. arena and remember we could not find on the mandalay bay event schedule what was going right. on at mandalay bay that would prevent them from using the Aces home right. gym. I wonder if there's some dumb event that's <laughs> that's paid a lot of money. That's like to use the arena. Yeah, that they've got like a weekend booked up, and Mandalay Bay was like, "Oh, we forgot about the Aces," and that that was the opening weekend of the season. That would not surprise me at all if that's what happened. And I believe that's the biggest issue here when we talk about like teams and. Uh, their schedules and and specifically this where it's like oh the defending champ starts on the road when you don't sort of own your arena or your stadium and you're not the top priority right you've got to work around those schedules Do you get all uh, uh, upset at this stuff not really I thought yeah. it was more funny just like what what's happening here yeah and then oh Mandalay Bay probably has something booked yeah. instead and they forgot they about forgot the that the season's starting yeah. and they have the world champions right um, the fun part, uh, the uh, WNBA schedule is longer this year, 40 games. There was 36 last year. So more games on the schedule, more games over the summer. Uh, they're also bringing back the Commissioner's Cup, which the Aces won last year as well. Their little in-season uh, hybrid tournament. Uh, so 40 games, but first two are on the road for the defending champion, Las Vegas Aces.
That's a great, great question. New Mexico beat St. Mary's last night in St. Mary's 69 to 65. Uh, New Mexico is now 7-0. Granted, their first six games before last night were not against good teams. Their schedule worse than UNLV's. Um, St. Mary's, though, is a top 50 team, and New Mexico beat them on the road. So, the Mountain West right now, obviously San Diego State, uh, they've got a couple losses because they went to Maui, but obviously San Diego State's the top of this conference right now. UNLV and New Mexico are 7-0. Nevada is 7-1. Utah State is 6-0. Those teams haven't played great schedules. I actually think Nevada's got the toughest schedule of those four teams. But is the Mountain West going to be good? Are we going to have like a solid two through six or so behind San how, Diego State? How can we say so far? Strength of schedule for New Mexico, 266. Aztecs are 13. Yeah. And then other strengths of schedules in the league, 147, 153, 294, 266, 280 for the Rebels, 253. I don't, I don't know who's good. any good. Yeah. I don't know who's any good at this point. The, the good thing is that most of these teams haven't lost to the bad teams. I think Boise State has a right, bad right. loss. But like... They've taken Fresno's care of played business. some good teams. They've lost all five. <laughs> yeah. They're just not very good. Right. So the the interesting part is um, if we look at Ken Palm right now, these are all the top 100 teams in the Mountain West. San Diego State, Utah State, Boise State, Colorado State, New Mexico, Nevada, UNLV. You have more than half the conference that is a top 100 team. Now the issue, San Diego State's 23rd, Utah State's 47, which... Um, Right now, obviously, the season starts to play out. But right now, Utah State would be on the bubble and probably on the outside looking in. Boise State through UNLV are all 70 to 89, which are not NCAA tournament level numbers. You're not getting in if your Ken Palm is 70 or 80. So, like, the the problem that you're going to run into, and we talk about this UNLV a lot. If UNLV plays, let's say, New Mexico, who's 81 in Ken Palm right now. That's a game you absolutely lose, right? Like you or you can lose, right? And if you lose, it's not going to be a bad loss. But if you don't have the good wins to balance it out, you're not really going right. to your 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 numbers, your net ranking, and your it's not going to be. You're not going to rise very much. And the issue here is right now, Boise State, Colorado State, New Mexico, Nevada are all good enough teams that UNLV will lose to those teams on a regular basis in conference play, and they will not be like quality losses. Right, because of their Ken Palms. Yeah. So that is the issue for the Mountain West, that they will have good teams, but not good enough to make the NCAA tournament, which ultimately can hurt you when you're trying to get teams into the NCAA tournament. No, great, great question. All right. This is a phenomenal story. Uh, Former Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt. uh, There was an NCAA investigation into impermissible benefits that he was giving out. Uh, Pre-NIL, by the way. Uh, He got fired after the 2020 season for after an internal investigation. The NCAA claims that he and his staff gave out more than $60,000 in impermissible benefits. But the funny part is, as part of this investigation, it has now been reported um, by Knox News in Tennessee that at one point, Jeremy Pruitt uh, gave one of the players' mothers three or $400 in a Chick-fil-A bag. You'd like to have that in the morning. I saw you in there eating this morning. You'd like to. I didn't have Chick Fil A this morning. Oh, you didn't? No, I, I saw brought, you in there eating I brought something. food from home. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, three or four hundred dollars in a Chick Fil A bag. I like to imagine that Jeremy Pruitt had three or four hundred dollars, uh, like on him, ready to give to whatever players recruit, 
and he just had a Chick-fil-A bag in the front seat of his car. Right, after having lunch. Grabbed it, threw the money in, and was like, here you go, take this. See, I was thinking another thing. I was thinking he just finished having lunch in his office, and he's like, man, I ran out of all these, I ran out of all the envelopes I had, but I did just finish my Chick-fil-A lunch, and I got to go meet this mom, so I guess I'm just putting $300 in here. You'd be excited for me, uh... For the nine and a half hour break we had between uh, Josh McDaniels yesterday and the absolute mm-hmm. ability to talk mm-hmm. to players, nine and a half. Um, you can actually go to lunch. <laughs> you have some time on your hands. Uh, Adam Hill and I uh, we split. Uh, he went Greek. I went. Uh, I went uh, poorly into Chick Fil A. Why'd you go poorly? Well, the Greek salad's a lot better for you. Oh, poorly for though? your health. Yeah, poorly for your health. But Chick Fil A is pretty healthy. Yep. Well. I don't know if that peppermint shake was very healthy. Oh, you had the shake? Oh, I had to. It's it's, it's oh, a limited it's so it's limited time only. Danny's like favorite thing. I do thing. one one a winter. One I've had my one. I had my one. You only I, do one? Yeah. Danny does Man, one a day. Man, I had three the first week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. It started uh, I think like mid November, and I probably already had like six. Wait a minute. All right, hold on, hold on. You told me this earlier in the week uh, off air. You bought a Chick Fil A milkshake. For your daughter? Yeah. And like, she, I don't know, she wasn't home or something like that? Yeah. And you, she, you put it in the freezer? Yeah. Yeah, put it in the freezer. And then she was gone for, I think, like a day and a half. She went to my mom's house to have a sleepover with my nieces. And she just didn't end up eating it. And it was frozen. So I just ended up eating it. And now they're <laughs> and now they're out of town. So I'm getting Chick-fil-A for myself tonight. <laughs> Probably not tonight. I got to work. I'll the, do it tomorrow. The little chunks of, uh, is it is it peppermint or mint or something in there? Yeah, it's uh, uh, candy canes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. No, it was solid. That's the one. That's all, the only one I'm getting, but it was it was solid. It was very solid. You say that, and you're going back soon. No, I won't go back. I, I actually didn't even know where one was until I asked Adam yesterday. I go, is there a Chick-fil-A around here on St. Rose? Yes, there is. And, St. Uh, Rose and Eastern. Me, he took me to it. Yeah. Yep. I can tell you where they all are. <laughs> That's where that's where they delivered to me during the pandemic was from that Chick Fil A. Was that one? Yeah, they don't deliver to me anymore. But during the pandemic, Chick Fil A saved my life. Not really, but they ate that way too much because they it was free delivery to me. Yeah, not gonna say no to that. It was great. Next question: Dion Sanders has been telling recruits he will pick a new job this weekend. That is according to a television reporter, Kevin O'Donnell. Uh, he said. Decision appears to be down to Colorado, Cincinnati, and South Florida. So UNLV is not even... Deion Sanders is going to pick a job before UNLV even starts their search. Wow. I hope uh, Eric Harp has already started the search. Yeah, he probably started it four weeks ago. <laughs> I was um, going to say. But like Jackson State, they play, on, they play Southern on Saturday, the final game of the season for them. So conceivably, uh, he'll finish the season and then could take another job on Sunday. Colorado, Cincy, South Florida. The, Am I wrong in saying Cincinnati is the obvious choice if you're picking between those? I think three? it's the best of the three jobs, but as you had have down here, does he want to live in Cincinnati? Yeah. I don't know. That's I kind of paused here to guess long term which was the best job. Colorado is so down. Uh, I would take Cincinnati over South Florida, although you get to live in Tampa more than so than you live in Cincinnati. I don't know. I'd, this is this will be interesting um, in terms of where if these are the three if these are the three he's picking from. I love the fact like I want Prime to be in a gym with the three hats, 
And, yes. And, like and college oh recruits. I'm taking my talents too. Yes. And he puts on the hat. Oh, it'd be so great. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. That would be, f- that's oh. the greatest idea. Oh, God. That just Rough. post-game press conference yes, on exactly. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. see you guys later. Oh. I did myself with you. No, they'll transfer with them. They'll be fine. Think, Some of them will transfer with he, them. Uh, would oh. he put it out through a statement or do you think he would do a live stream? Oh, live. With oh, he'd do live. Yeah. He would do live. Do you think he would do it on Barstool's now? Where he'll, he'll get ESPN to do it. What he bar? Oh, if he was if he was sitting at a at like a table with the three hats, ESPN would be live. Right. If you told they ESPN, hey, they Dion's, cut into a game. Oh yeah. What do they have? They probably have like the ACC title game yeah. on or something. Clemson They'd be like, doesn't right, matter anymore. Clemson's going in the small box. Dion's picking the Cincinnati yep. oh. hat. Let's get to it. And they're huge favorites this week. So, all right, I've seen a lot of people sort of say about Dion Sanders, like, oh, he can wait for a great job to open up. Right. Like, oh, he's done such a good job at Jackson State. He can just keep winning there and wait for like a legitimate good job to open his salary at Jackson State is $600,000. Cincinnati was just paying Luke Fickle, who just left for Wisconsin, but they were just paying him five million a year. That is a no brainer if you're Deion Sanders. Oh, sure. You're going from 600,000 to even if you get less than Luke Fickle, even if they only offer you like four million, three million. That is a no brainer that you're doing that. Hell, it's probably a no brainer to go to Colorado. Who just won one game? If who they could were, pay you that? If they were going to offer five pay you million, that. the one I don't get is South Florida. That is not a Power Five job. Not going. It's like Cincinnati is going to be a Power Five job. USF is not going to be a Power Five job. And I think they just went one and eleven too. They suck, right? And like they they were worse than UNLV this season. Now South Florida's history is better than UNLV's, but. That's not a good job. I right. don't understand why that's in the conversation at all. I understand Colorado. It's a Power 5 job. I don't understand. Will be. I don't understand why South Florida would even be considered unless Dion just loves Tampa and for some lo- reason. Maybe he wants to live there. But, like, just buy a summer house. Buy the mm. mansion that Tom Brady stopped building. Wasn't, isn't Dion a Florida kid? Because he went to Florida State. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. you don't need to take South Florida to be a Florida kid. Go to Cincinnati. Do well there. Yeah, and then, you have your... Uh... You have your winter home. Yeah. And then one of those Florida, the good Florida schools will fire somebody within the next year. I bet. So, yeah, just I, don't take South Florida. That just sounds stupid. Like if it was your only option, maybe. But right. That just sounds that stupid. That can't be. No, that's All not right. his only option. Coming up next, the Golden Knights. Hey, they traded another player away for absolutely nothing yesterday. Lead pass, finding Nyquist behind the D. Closes in. Save Thompson. He covers. Paul Cotter in the bottom of the seventh. Straight in. Couple of fakes. He scores. He let the puck nearly roll off the tip of his blade. He pulled it back. Stuffs it home on the left post. Vegas wins 3-2. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. The Golden Knights made a trade yesterday. They sent Zach Hayes to the Carolina Hurricanes. Zach Hayes uh, has been in the AHL this year with the Silver Knights. Played three games for the Golden Knights last season. Um, they sent him to Carolina in exchange for future considerations. Boy, if they win the Stanley Cup, it's going to be of all these future considerations. They've got more future <laughs> considerations than anyone I've ever heard of. The Golden Knights have now traded in about six months. Max Pacioretty, Dylan Coglin, and Zach Hayes to Carolina, and they have gotten nothing in return. 
Because future considerations means nothing at all. You're not, you're not, you're not like getting a player to be named later. You're not, you're literally not getting anything. How about the Carolina front office? They don't have like, to give these guys anything back. It's like Vegas wants to give us another <laughs> player. Exactly. All right, we'll take him. Ra- Raiders or Patriots West or Carolina Vegas East? Kinda. Except yeah. they don't have to give anything up to get. They're him. not giving anything back. Yeah, they're just paying salaries, I guess. Um, now. It looks like the important part of this trade or the reason you give a AHL guy away for nothing, you're allowed to have 50 active contracts in the NHL, and Zach Hayes was on that uh, 50 list. This gets the Golden Knights down to 49. So conceivably, if the Golden Knights are making a trade, uh, this would free up a, a spot for the Golden Knights to make a trade for somebody or potentially sign somebody. I don't know if there's an actual free agent out there that would be worth it, but this appears to be the precursor to another move, or at least giving you the option to make another move because they don't have an open active spot on that 50 contract list. If it's a trade, who would you want? Not specifically a name, but what do you think they need? They have been so healthy that it's, I think that sort of clouds the judgment on what you would need because I still think their biggest issue is going to be when they run into genuine injury problems. And so I would say a winger. Would you wait? Um, yeah, I would. I would. Because I, right now I would say they need a winger. Because we've had this whole conversation about, right. I've been yelling about Phil Kessel's role and is he the top guy to fill in if a top six winger gets hurt and maybe it's Will Carrier instead. And listen, he's had a great season, but I don't think you want Will Carrier playing on your top six after one injury. So I think the right answer is a winger if you were to add something to this roster. Um, but if they don't get hurt, you don't need another you winger. You don't need another person. Right. I mean, technically, you could make the third line better if you don't get hurt. So I would say winger would be my guess. Um, but you could make an argument for a center, especially if it's a center that can play on the wing. Like, that's what they're doing with Chandler Stevenson. That guy's a center who plays on the wing. Um, but you can make an argument for a center always. Uh, Aiden Hill hasn't been very good recently. I was going to say, we, we've gotten to the third position, and now we get to goalie. Is goalie out there? I mean, Thompson's been good. Yeah. Um, certainly good enough that you're not really questioning if you need a starter at the moment, but Aiden Hill struggled a little bit recently. Laurent Brossois, I don't know what his AHL numbers are, but Laurent Brossois wasn't very good in, with the Silver Knights before they could have called him up or brought him back. Um, so maybe goalie mm-hmm. is where you would go. Um, I, oh, here's one thing uh, that I thought was interesting. Quick note to kind of tie in to Logan Thompson here. The LA Kings put Cal Peterson on waivers. Yep. He's a 28-year-old goalie. And here's a breakdown of his career. First three seasons in the NHL, 54 games played, 916 save percentage, plus 11 goals saved above average. He was great. Last two seasons in the NHL, 47 games played, 890 <sighs> save percentage, negative 21.4 goals saved above average. He was first 50-ish games of his career looked like a great goaltender. His looked second, good against the Knights yeah, also. His second 50 games or so has been atrocious. And I don't say this because, uh-oh, Logan Thompson's going to fall off a cliff. But Logan Thompson has only played 36 games in the right. NHL. He has been phenomenal in those 36 games. But this position changes quickly, right? It, it's, one, it's why I will always be like, ah, eh, if I ran a... NHL team, I would spend $0 on my goalies and just plug in 
AHL level guys every year because you can't predict how good they're going to be and you don't want to be saddled with a bad goalie getting paid $10 million. Uh, but this Cal Peterson's a great example. Why? Because Cal Peterson at like 26, the Kings are like, oh, this guy's great. We got a great yeah. goalie for the future. Yeah. At 28, they waived him, put him on waivers. So fascinating there how quickly it can change at that position. So maybe goalie's the answer uh, that you trade for there. I don't know if that is actually the right answer, but maybe that is. Um, Golden Knights play tonight in Pittsburgh. Uh, do you think the Penguins do anything for Phil Castle? We get a special moment I for Phil Castle? I think because of the new record, absolutely. Yeah, I think he, because of the record, they do something for him. Played in Pittsburgh, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. One it's, cup. Uh, not Would the, he win multiples? Uh, I think so. Uh, it's yeah. not the first time he's been back in Pittsburgh, right? He play, was playing for Arizona. And but everything. he's since broken the record. Right, but he's now done something. So I'm, I'm curious to see uh, Pittsburgh. Um, when do they play in Toronto? And those two, I don't know if the Coyotes are going to do anything except give him. Maybe they'll give him a locker room, a real locker room. That'll be his reward. Phil Kessel gets a real well, locker. Well, I, I mean, when do the Golden Knights even go there? Yeah, when does anybody go there? <laughs> does anybody go? There? Actually, it might be this week that the, that they host uh, have a home game in the Arizona State uh, facility. So yeah, they play in Pittsburgh tonight. We'll see if they win that. One other thing on the Golden Knights, you love them when you first saw them. The Golden Knights finally played a game. In the reverse retros, they walked down the little tunnel before taking this. the ice. I see this. With the the jerseys were glowing in, the, in the tunnel. Do you like the jerseys even more? Little less? What do you think? Sadly, I like them less. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I just think it's over the top. The one time you I like, were like, I, like, I love the jerseys. I, I love the jerseys. I love how they look. I love the Vegas down in the script and how the script is with the Vegas. I just, I just want a normal jersey. Unbelievable! I, I, I can't Ed. get into, I can't get into glow in the dark jerseys, and I certainly can't get into goalie helmets, like paints, paint. Uh, uh, so disappointing. What are you doing? Well, those are custom. Those are, those are pretty cool. No, the I mean, I know that they, the, yeah, the well, goalies. We've had this conversation with the helmets. He's yeah, a lost cause. The goalies. No, I know what it is. I know that the goalies, you know, custom their own helmets and what they want in their helmets. But, it, Danny, it's like. The ace is not playing their first game at home. Like some things just don't bother me, or some things don't get me going, you know, as much as other people. Okay. So you it, don't uh, like the reverse retros glowing in the dark? I think the glowing in the dark's a little over the top. Well, I like the reverse retros okay, a lot. Here's you, the good you know news this. for you: like if you were to buy one, which not, I wouldn't, it's not just going to glow in the dark while you walk around in it. Like you have to have a black light on it, basically. Right. So like you're almost never going to see it glow in the dark. If no, I won't one. buy one. And two, I wouldn't wear it around the house in the dark. Yeah, why not? Could be fun. And from you what... could punch that One Direction cardboard stand-up. <laughs> I again. was just thinking about. That. I'd actually know it's a, it's a cardboard stand-up instead of a real person. And from what one of my friends told me, uh, she tried to buy one of those, and they don't make the glow in the dark in women's. You yeah. have to buy a men's jersey. Yeah, really? Yeah, they have. They have What's certain... that about? I don't know. Didn't care about the women and buying jerseys. You got to buy. It's like it's the women's cut or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's it, a woman can still buy a glow in the dark jersey. You just can't get in the women's cut. Right. You love these. Oh, the glow in the dark's great. And my, I will tell you my complaints, the exact opposite of yours. I was disappointed when they stepped on the ice. They weren't still glowing in the dark. So like I was going to ask you, the only time you see this is when it goes on the scoreboard and they're coming out when they're like in the tunnel. Absolutely, the tunnel. like and again, it. I said it earlier in this week. It's unrealistic for me to be like, oh, they're just going to glow in the dark all the time. 
They should. But that was my expectation. I was like, when they step on the ice and the lights are off, these guys are going to be like beams of light. And they didn't? No, they're just, you can't even really tell they're glow in the dark ones because you have to basically be under a black light to uh, really tell. So they're, right. they're well, black I'm, light right and they're this. not really glow in the dark. Yeah. Right. They, maybe they're like those footballs you used to have that you'd hold up to the light to uh, glow yeah. in the dark yeah. and then throw them at night. Maybe oh, they're like that. You got to hold it up to a bright light for like 10 minutes and then you get five minutes of playing and like, uh-oh, time out. We got to go. Get the football visible again. All right, coming up next, Darren Millard joins the show. Maroon is not just a color. This is the VGK Update with Darren Millsy Millard. Darren, why is the Canadian national team an embarrassment to CONCACAF? We were in the uh, toughest group. Oh, That's get what I'm out of here. Say. Get out. Boo. Get out of here, Darren. I am disappointed. Uh, like, I, I, after we won the CONCACAF group. Yeah, congrats on finishing first and qualifying when it doesn't matter. I uh, am actually, I am disappointed. I thought Canada was going to be better. I kind of hoped they would get out of the group and actually do something. So I, I'm a yeah, little sad. I was hopeful too, but uh, I, I, when the groups came out, it was going to be a really tough haul to get to get out of there. They were, they were great. Uh, early, but uh, then I think they ran out of gas. Uh, genuinely, I know Canada, didn't, uh, their biggest problem is they don't really have a lot of depth, uh, which is fair for a lot of teams, but genuinely, 2026, the United States and Canada should both be really good because they're both relatively young teams and uh, yeah. the World Cup will be here. So I I think there's a real chance the next four years is all about how good the U.S. and Canada are and how good can they be in the World Cup that's here. If we can somehow flood the turf, and then freeze it, will be really good. And have retro uh, jerseys that glow in the dark. Yes. Yes. Pocket squares. Like pocket glow squares. in the dark pocket square. Oh, wait, yeah. I missed oh, this. Yeah. Did you have a glow in the dark pocket square? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I must I not have been that. paying attention. I didn't see that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We, we've let you down, Darren. That's like right up our alley for content on the yes. show, and we blew yeah, it. Yeah, you got to follow my IG, buddy. Completely blew it. I, I apologize. I am actually uh, absolutely sorry that we did not pick up on your glow-in-the-dark pocket square. <laughs> um, I do need you to uh, explain or um, theorize with me. Did the Golden Knights trade Zach Hayes for nothing yesterday because another trade or signing is coming? Well, it frees up a contract, right? So that's uh, that's the um, uh, advantage to uh, making some room is that if you need to, uh, you've got the uh, flexibility to be able to make some kind of transaction. So that that could be a signing, that could be a trade, that could be a whole bunch of uh, different uh, uh, avenues. But it is an option, uh, much like uh, trying to compare it to the Pacioretty transaction. That that was. Uh, not getting much back in return, but you you use that money to re-sign several players and and uh, and fulfill your roster and and uh, hopefully make yourself a little bit better. So it was a choice, but you also made uh, uh, some kind of uh, uh, investment with that money. So uh, that that's what I, I'm looking at the Zach Hayes transaction as. So they might wait on this, depending because, as we said before you came on, how healthy they are. But if they do make a move, rank at least one or two areas that you think they'd go at first. Where the where uh, and they've been really healthy, so I don't know what needs they have. But if you had to make if you had to make a trade today and they came to you, where would you go first? Uh, well, uh, goaltending's been great, 
so that's a, that's a non-conversation. I'm just going to go through the the and, and think out loud uh, with you. Uh, goaltending, no, uh, that's been solid. Uh, the blue line is arguably the best in the National Hockey League, uh, so that uh, that is very very steady. Uh, your first line's been great uh, with uh, the the switch and combining Eichel with Stone and Stevenson. The Misfits are back together, and your fourth line is really your third line. So by default, you get to uh, what is your third line, but is actually by minutes your fourth line, if you can follow all that. And that's the line that has uh, some revolving uh, names with, uh, with the center ice position, but is built around Phil Kessel. The, the most consistent winger has been Paul Cotter on the other side uh, of that line. And they're trying to figure out a way to get just a little bit more of an impact from that line. And there's, there's a few different things to look at. Uh, one is uh, you have to have people that can go get the puck for Phil. Phil's a finisher. Uh, Phil uh, is not going to go and dig it out himself. And it's a little too late in the game to ask him to do that So uh, in his career. So that's, uh, that's the part that, uh, that I think that they'll, they'll look at, if anything, is just somebody to go out there and be able to uh, have a, a little bit more range to to be solid enough to go and grab the puck out, and and I wouldn't be surprised if you ever saw a, a Colasar or a, a, a Carrier uh, bumped up uh, in in that situation in, in play. Uh, I wouldn't uh, be shocked if they experimented with that. But uh, the third line would be the the one area that just hasn't been firing like the rest of the team, which is kind of good that there's only one area that I can point to right now that, uh, that you would like uh, to get uh, some, some more emphasis from. Um, we saw it briefly when Jack Eichel took a puck to the face. It's like, the, I think it's the first time there's been an actual injury to the top six. Uh, and we saw Bruce Cassidy use Nick Wall, Will Carrier, and Riley Smith on that top line as sort of uh, brief injury replacements. If there was uh, an actual injury that held a guy out for a significant amount of time in that top six, is Will Carrier the top option from the bottom six to plug in and play there? Well, he's right there. Uh, I think Phil Kessel can, can slide into to that area as well uh, with, uh, with his uh, resume. Uh, but the hottest guy is Carrier, and, and why not? And what, what he does is, is he gets the puck to the net for everybody, uh, just uh, that—that's his his beast mode is get that puck right down low and and be able to to create some havoc or, or opportunities in and around the net. Now he's been able to score from range a little bit too, but uh, but his speed and his strength uh, allow him uh, the the uh, the presence on that line to be effective. But what's new is is the finish. And he's going to smash all career highs based on this pace. And so you add in the finish, and and he becomes a logical choice if if you're looking for a winger spot. Which in this case, Eichel goes down, Stevenson moves over to the center spot, and then you just fill that uh, that role on the wing. Anything you want to see done with this power play? No, I I, I think there's a lot of uh, attention on it. Uh, I've liked it in spurts, uh, Ed. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I thought even when it wasn't scoring, it was dynamite. Like it was moving the puck around uh, really, really magically. Uh, one thing I will just caution people is is they've had 
zero time to practice. And there's a lot of things that go into practice uh, from from system work and forechecking and, and defensive zone. But power play practice and really like being fresh and engaged and not just going out doing a couple of reps uh, and then getting off the ice at a morning skate, but, but a full-on practice and, and leaning into the power play is hugely beneficial to every team. And if you don't get that, uh, things will get rusty and things uh, just naturally uh, fall off. So uh, uh, I would think after a practice yesterday, uh, uh, one of the rare times that they've had that uh, coming off a day off, uh, I, I'm going to call it out. I think the power play will be better in, in the next couple of games uh, as, as a springboard off. That. But that's, that's the biggest issue that I see is just they haven't had any time to be fresh enough to fully engage in it mentally, physically uh, with the, with the coaches. And uh, I think it, it should be, uh, should be cool tonight uh, to be able to, to be able to take advantage of it. True or false. Logan Thompson should become the team's head coach when they go to a shootout. Uh, a false. Oh, come on. He knows what I, he's doing. I, I like it. Uh, I can't believe I like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because it blows me away. Like Ed, think about this. Because you and I are of the same uh, era. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine somebody doing that twenty years ago. I couldn't imagine doing somebody doing that five years ago. I couldn't imagine somebody doing that two years ago as a rookie. And and he did it. And and I missed it at first. And I I saw him motioning to the bench. I'm like, what is going? On? Is he hurt or what's? And then you 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 look at it again. And wow, that happened. I think it's great for our game. It really uh, shows his confidence, which there's swagger in that guy like uh, you would not believe. And, uh, and he's, he's in that Calder Trophy conversation right now. He is, he is right up there with Matty Beneers. And uh, with, with that swagger, I don't see it falling off. I, I like it. Uh, I enjoy it. Both the uh, advice to Mark Stone, who credited him right away, and then getting in Paul Cotter. And, uh, and I'm right with him. Listen, uh, Paul Cotter's a genius in that. I like it because I, I just know Logan Thompson was somewhat uh, frustrated or annoyed because he's like, listen, I'm over here saving six straight shots and we've got an automatic goal on the bench. Get him in the game so we can win and we can go home and I have to stop making so many saves in a row. Yeah, that, that would work if they were firing it into the crest uh, of the goaltender, but they hit a couple of posts. During that shootout, too. it's not like they changed uh, the size of the net, Darren. We all know how big it is. <laughs> <laughs> hitting the post is the same as hitting the chest. Put in the net or don't. Actually, it's uh, the post technically isn't even a shot. But, that is true. Uh, yes. You're a lot. You're a lot closer to actually going in. Uh, so it, uh, they, they were uh, they, they were certainly better than they were a year ago in, in that oh, shootout. God. But I'm I'm with you. Like uh, <laughs> Paul, I was doing the same thing in Studio Thirty One. That's Darren Elliott. I, I was, he was in my top three. We write down the names before a shootout. And uh, he was my, my number two guy to, to go in that. And uh, I was chanting, and uh, we, were, we were pumped up that he got a chance to do it. There you go. Darren Millard, um, the penalty shootout coach of the Golden Knights. Yes. As always, Darren, we appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Dad. Take care of yourself, buddy. <laughs> there he is, my buddy. Yeah, well, Canada blew it. He thought they were all big and mighty, and now he's trying to play it back. Ah, the group was too hard. We couldn't beat Morocco. Yeah, whatever. It's because Canada was the worst team in the group.
That's their issue. They've been bad for a long time. All right, we got tickets to give away. If you want to go see ZZ Top, we got tickets for you right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Call in right now. Be caller number eight at 702-364-1100. You'll win a pair of tickets to go see ZZ Top at the Venetian on December 7th. Call her eight at 702-364-1100. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. I came in like a Belgium is about three minutes away from going out of the World Cup. Uh, Romelu Lukaku should have just scored, but they are tied, scoreless tie with Croatia. They need a goal. They need to win this game to advance. If not, Croatia advances along with Morocco. So they are uh, down to their last couple of minutes here, uh, needing a goal to advance. Otherwise, one of the top 10 teams in the world will be going home after the group stage. Those four minutes of stoppage time might be the lowest I, oh, second yeah. half stoppage I've seen the entire tournament. Yeah, it's almost always been like eight or nine. Oh, boy. Oh, oh. man. Lukaku has had like three chances to score a goal in the last five minutes and has not done it. That, this is incredible. That first attempt by him was kind of terrible. He tried to chest it six inches from the, <laughs> the end line in front of the goal and trap it instead of just putting it in off his chest. This is phenomenal. I love this sport so much. It's so great. Um, I I love it when it's not regular season. Do you, do you get what I mean by that? Like, like you don't like the Premier League? Like I do, but like I'll watch the big matchups. Like I used to be a ginormous soccer fan. I played for 15 years, but like I love World Cup. I love Olympics. And then when it's like regular season, I'll just watch like big matchups. Do you watch the Champions League? When I can. Okay, that's right. It's always on at like 11. Yeah. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough for a lot of people. Yeah, soccer's great. I mean, obviously the World Cup's phenomenal. It's it's incredible. We've got, we just talked about it with the damn FIFA fair play points in Mexico. Oh, yeah. They were, you, for 30 minutes, they needed a goal. And now for this, same thing. Belgium needs a goal. Are you going uh, to go when it comes here? Uh, if if it's not super expensive, the problem is the United States is going to play in like yeah, they're Ohio. playing all the East Coast, aren't yeah. they? Most of the East Coast. I mean, uh, I think L.A. Isn't the, isn't the final in MetLife or somewhere? Uh, Chicago? No, I thought it was in Dallas. It's in Dallas. It's I not... thought it was at AT and T uh, in Dallas. Okay. is where they. I don't know. I don't know if they officially announced that or not. But uh, I would like to go when it's here. I'm a little worried how expensive it's going yeah. to be. Um, but I would like to. I, I think I would, um, as long as the U.S. isn't playing the same day, I would very much uh, be on board to, like, drive to California or Phoenix and watch, like, two countries that are not big names. Right. Like, if it was like, oh, South Korea is playing Tunisia. I was like, hey, I'm going to go watch But you can get that. in yeah. for not a fortune. Right. I can pay $75. I, I will absolutely do that. I don't know if I'll be able. I don't know how difficult it's going to be to get tickets to the United States game here. I'm That's already saving. Be, yeah, you told me that. And I told you, you, better, you should have started saving five years ago. You better um, stop making bets. <laughs> or he needs to keep making them and win. <laughs> actually win. Yeah, so Either there's the actually, uh, I'm still looking for the final, but it looks like we oh, is have. Was that it? They blew the whistle? We have two. Belgium's out. We have three West Coast cities that are going to host uh, World Cup. Three U.S. West Coast cities. Right. Is it Phoenix, L.A., and San Francisco? San Fran, L.A., and Seattle. Oh, Seattle. Seattle. Only and then uh, distance. Atlanta, Boston, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, and New York, and Philly. Wow. Yeah. 
It's going to be tough because it's going to be like, ah, we got to go to Boston yeah, to watch the U.S. play or something like that. They'll put one in Philly. It'll be like, we got to go to Philly. And Maybe that's... go to Mexico City. You might get a, be- you might get a better uh, <laughs> Southwest Well, they're Airlines. not going to put us in Mexico. No, but you go. Yeah. It might be cheaper just to go there and watch it on Southwest. Yeah, I'm not going to Mexico during the World <laughs> Cup. I don't want. I don't want to see any of them during the World Cup. So you uh, hopefully are, they get eliminated again. You are correct. It is being played at AT and T Stadium. Yeah. The final. Yes. Yeah. World Cup final 2026. Belgium is officially out of the World Cup. Morocco wins the group, and Croatia goes through as the second place team. Uh, so Belgium is done. That's why getting out of the group is a actual accomplishment for the United States because top 10 teams go down like that. That's great. Uh, so it's Morocco and Croatia. Later today, by the way, Germany's in a lot of trouble. They are. Uh, Germany's in last in their group coming into today. If they win, uh, they will be good to go, should be good to go. I think they can actually go home if they win uh, anyway. But most likely if they win, they will be good to go. Uh, but Germany's in a lot of trouble and could be going home today as well. They're in a group with Spain, Japan, and Costa Rica. So yes. Japan could end up going through instead of Germany. Technically, Costa Rica could as well. I don't believe Costa Rica is going to do anything, uh, but they do have a win. If Costa Rica gets Costa Rica, Costa Rica needs a draw and a Japan draw in order to have a chance. Yeah, or just win. They could just win the that's game. That's true too. <laughs> I really hope they don't, but that's true. You bet against Costa Rica. Yes. Not the Ticos. Come on, Danny. I also took Spain when they destroyed Costa Rica in the first game. That yeah, was great. Seven nothing. Seven nothing. Big beat down there. Um, can we talk really quickly? Danny, how much time we got in the segment? Like ninety seconds? Uh yeah, roughly. All right. Can we talk really quickly about how stupid the Rose Bowl is? Oh, with this whole, we should say, by the way, it was made official this morning. The college football playoff is expanding to 12 12 teams. teams. Uh, We have two more seasons of the 14 playoff before they expand. But the final decision (laughs) was, will the Rose Bowl agree to be a part of the college football playoff? Because the Rose Bowl likes to be a New Year's Day Bowl. January 1. And everything. And if they're going to be a part of the college football playoff, they might have to be a quarterfinal, or excuse me, a quarterfinal or a semifinal, so they might not be on January first. And the Rose Bowl had to okay the right. college football playoff expanding, and that was the big report yesterday that the Rose Bowl okayed the college football playoff expanding. But they just didn't want to be left out in the end. This sport is stupid. That a playoff system that like ninety nine percent of people involved with the sport want might not have happened. Because the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl wanted to stand no. January one, unbelievably stupid. I get like that's yeah, they so came dumb. Through, though. They did, they did, but it's so dumb that we were waiting around till. Uh oh, what is the Rose Bowl? Who cares? Just play it here instead.